You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, it's your boys, King Josh, Josh King, Big Rome, Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? Long time no talk. Life happens, yeah. but we're back. Draft season's right around the corner, so we thought we'd, you know, bring you guys the flavor, bring you guys the noise. With uh, for For those of you that are new, welcome. For those of you that are returning welcome back so last year around this time we did a segment called hot and bothered where we you know everybody knows the studs everybody knows the top you know 12 24 whatever of every respective position but we're here getting down to the nitty-gritty trying to help you find the value but we we have a slight twist this year calling it smash or pass so we got your smash players the guys where we are absolutely in love with their adp who are getting drafted late and our passes guys who we just we don't really like the adp this year um before we get started a couple new news ish things deshaun watson six games yay nay <laughs> hey i got yeah. shares i'm happy baby That's, let's it do it. It, <laughs> it it is what it is but hey he's suspended Tim Patrick today, knee injury. He's going to miss the entire. Which really, I was really rooting for Tim Patrick, man. KJ Hamler. Woo-woo. I thought Tim Patrick would have had a good year, but yeah, not no more. I I, I secretly was trying to garner shares of Patrick in various leagues because I, you know, you're getting him for basically free or cheap, and I thought he was actually going to be like the wide receiver to to roster in Denver was going to be Tim Patrick, but it's not looking that way now. Yeah, he was a red zone machine, dude, but oh well. Yeah, and then uh, was it James Washington, new Dallas receiver? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he broke his foot, so he's probably going to miss all of the fantasy season. They said he could probably make it back by the end of the year, but that won't affect your fantasy roster at all. Um, actually, I, I saw an interesting stat that now that James Washington is hurt, C.D. Lamb is the only wide receiver on the Dallas Cowboys that has a touchdown catch for their career. <laughs> wow. Hey, fucking hell, man. Good for Dallas. There it is. Wait, Michael Gallup or whatever his name is doesn't have a touchdown? He's on the uh, he's, IR. He's, yeah, he's on IR. He's on the roster, though. Well, uh, in terms of active wide receivers, they have. Yeah, that's fair. That's still funny, but, though. But a lot of them are Dallas. really young. Cole Beasley's going to end up there. Well, then, like, secret, secretly, I don't know if anybody had him on their smasher pass list. Dude, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to add Tony Pollard to my list because apparently he's been playing out of the slot a lot right now because there's no wide receiver. So he actually might be a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. But when we get to running backs in a later episode, we'll bring him up. But um, yeah, so hey, smash your pass. Today we're going to talk about quarterbacks. If there's time, we'll talk about them sweet tight ends. But uh, let's go with quarterback. Rome, go ahead and get us started with your first quarterback that you're absolutely smashing. All right, I'm going to get this started here. Listen, the guy that I'm absolutely smashing in this is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, he's been, listen, he's been solid for a long time. And I just feel like the addition of Adams is going to take him absolutely over the top. 
I can't see how I just can't see him really failing at he's just going to be solid. It's the only thing I can say he's going to be solid. He's he's the 14th best quarterback and he's the 106th that's his ADP right now is 106 so you can get him at a great value and I just think he's going to put up consistent numbers every single week. I just can't see how I just can't see how he fails. I think that that offense they got McDaniel. They brought in McDaniel. They have Adams. They've got Waller already. They've got Renfro. They've got all these guys. God, could you imagine if they had fucking rugs? How yeah. good that would be for them. Like, I just think that the sky's the limit for a, a very talented quarterback that really has kind of gotten a bad rap. Well, I mean, like when you add a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Devontae Adams, it, it can't get worse. Right. And then, I mean... Actually, last year, I think through like 12 weeks, Derek Carr led the league in passing yards, I think, mm-hmm. or, or at least through a good portion of the season. The, I mean, the only downfall on him last year, I mean, he had 4,800 passing yards, which is awesome, but he only had 23 touchdowns. I mean, he could easily get into that 33-34 range when, when you add a stud like Devontae Adams. For sure. So that's a plus, you know, uh, uh, uh a reimagined AFC West where he's going to have to throw in a lot of games. Yeah. I, I like where your head's at fish. Who's a, who's a quarterback. You're absolutely smashing. Yeah. This old faithful here, uh, Tom Brady. I mean, he's right now uh, on our spreadsheet here. He's listed as the ninth quarterback in 58 overall, but I'm looking at ADP on another chart and it has him as the quarterback 11 going 97 overall. It, he finishes in like the top five almost guaranteed every year. Um, yeah, there's the chance that his arm falls off because he's old. But, I mean, at this point, he's going to have to show you that that happens before you assume that it does because it hasn't happened. And it just doesn't seem like it's going to. So, I love him as a late-value quarterback. Last year, he was a quarterback three. He's got great targets all around him. I mean, I understand Godwin's injury, but Julio Jones, Russell Gage is pretty solid, was pretty solid in Texas or in Atlanta when he played. So, I mean, can't really go wrong with Tom Brady. I love it. Uh, I'm absolutely smashing Kirk Cousins this year. He was, he, he kind of reminds me of my love of Ryan Tannehill last year, but I, I absolutely like Kirk Cousins right now. He's the 15th quarterback off boards. He's getting drafted almost in like the 10th round currently. I mean, last year he was the quarterback 11. He was the quarterback 11 the previous year. I mean, last year threw for 4,200 yards, 33 touchdowns. You know, Justin Jefferson is possibly the best wide receiver in the league. Adam Thielen, older, but still a very viable red zone player. Um, Big Irv Smith is hopefully healthy this year. They're they're saying he's healthy. KJ Osborne, he's really stepped up as well in that offense. Dalvin Cook is allegedly healthy. We'll see how that goes. But I just and and they just brought in. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but they just actually brought in a new os or coach as well who comes from a. I, I've read a lot of past happy things. So I mean, Kirk Cousins, like I said, you're getting him in the tenth round. So I mean, or tenth, eleventh round. So like, point being, you drafted your entire roster couple benches and now you have a potential quarterback one basically free in drafts like give me Kirk Cousins all day 
I'll gladly smash my cousins. You know. <laughs> nice. Take to the bank. <laughs> right on. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Rome. Who else you got? Alright, guys. Well, this guy I'm fucking smashing is a youngster. He's a youngster, but right now he's getting a lot of praise from one of the hardest guys to get praise from. Old Bill Belichick. Mac Jones, in my opinion, is looking pretty fucking solid. Okay, he's your 20th best quarterback. They have him at an ADP of about 160. You can get him even fucking later than Carr. And I just think you're going to get a guy who's super solid. I'm looking at quarterback for solid. I understand people like they want to go out there and they want to see guys fucking go crazy and hit their fucking ceilings and blast through the ceilings. Mac Jones is solid. As a rookie, he was the 18th. He finished 18th last year in quarterback scoring. Th- uh, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. They got him more weapons this year. I just think this is its another guy who's going to be unbelievably consistent. Yes, maybe losing McDaniels hurts hurt, hurts a pussy hair. Maybe. But I still think Bill, Bill, everything runs through Belichick, and he's looking at this guy and saying, yeah, Mac Jones is going to be our guy moving forward in the future, and I just think it's going to be fucking amazing watching him. I like that. Can't argue with that. And they just drafted that wide receiver who's who was like the uh, the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, Thornton. Thornton, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, now you got your over-the-top speed. Jacoby Myers, a great possession receiver. You know, Hunter Henry, touchdown machine. Ramondre Stevenson, he looks like a good replacement for James White. You know, th- this could be a very good, uh, fun offense out there. Fish, you got another quarterback for the people. Sure do. And here's going to be what your strategy is going to be is you're going to draft your quarterback hopefully around round 10 and you're going to stream the position for the first six weeks because you just drafted Mr. Sexual Assault Deshaun Watson. Whoop, whoop. Um, right now his ADP is 18 quarterback, quarterback overall, but uh, 153. So I don't know how to do math very good, but that's – Right around the tenth round. If you can no, that's like the twelfth, thirteenth round. I guess it depends like how many teams you have draft. too, right? Yeah. So if you could get him really late, and like I anticipate he's going to move up now that the ruling has came down. Yeah. But depending upon when you draft, you might be able to get him pretty late, and then you'll just have to stream the first six weeks. But after that, you got somebody who's going to put up tons of yards on the ground. I mean, his receivers. Pretty good, you know. Donald Peoples Jones is serviceable. Um, Amari Cooper, and then we'll see what David Bell turns into. But then he's got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb to throw the ball to out of the backfield. So that's a potential player that could be really strong for a playoff push as long as you can make it those first six weeks. Heck yeah! And last quarterback, I'm absolutely smashing. Fisher like this one. It's Jameis Winston. I mean. Last year, he only played in seven games. He was still the quarterback 32. So that that means he was still better than other teams' backups. You know, and and he was off to a decent fantasy season. Unfortunately, got hurt toward the ACL. Or I think he tore his ACL, right? Well, whatever the fuck Something he like did. that. Yeah. But, I mean, Michael Thomas is healthy, apparently. You know, they, they, they got um, 
They brought in Chris. They brought in Jarvis Landry. They just drafted. They and they drafted up. They traded up to get Chris Olave. So I think that means he's going to be very much involved with the offense. Adam Troutman was an emerging tight end, and then secretly, Alvin Kamara might not get suspended this year. There's been a lot of rumors saying that they're going to keep delaying the the uh, trial or whatever for him. And if that's the case, he'll face a suspension next year. So we'll be having all this conversation, all this unknown about Kamara next year. But I mean, if Kamara plays the whole season, he's heavily involved in the passing game. So Jameis Winston right now, you know, he is the quarterback 22 off the board, about 157th overall. So he's basically drafted at the end of the draft. So, I mean, if you completely punt, yeah, if you completely punt the position or you drafted a guy you know, maybe you took a a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields or, you know, I know you like him, Rome, but let's say you draft like a Mac Jones and you're still kind of unsure. You're getting Winston for free at the end of your draft. Who's yeah. going to be on an offense that's go like, I mean, with the way they've handled their offseason, to me, they look like an offense that's going to pass. You know, like I said, you traded up for Olave, you know, so that means you're going to use him. Michael Thomas is healthy. I God, I hope I hope he's healthy. Michael Thomas, come on, man. It's been like... He looks pretty good today. Yeah. I was watching some videos. You know who else is looking good? Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr. Ooh. Looking good. Look at that. Yeah, so, I mean, I expect expect Winston to have a decent... You know, he could easily outproduce that ADP. You know, I mean, is he going to be a quarterback one? Maybe. But, I mean, if you're... Like I said, it's, it's it's the end of the draft. Who fucking cares? Go get him. Yeah, Winston's put up monster numbers before for fantasy. Like he has a lot of picks, but if you're getting five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns, if he can bring that interceptions down to like fifteen instead of his thirty thirty year, then like that's not that bad for fantasy. Like yeah, you kind of lose a lot of points that you feel like you shouldn't have, but like a lot of quarterbacks are going to throw picks anyways. Yeah, but just two seasons. Not that many. But like you just said, just two seasons ago, Winston was the quarterback four. He threw for over five thousand yards and thirty three touchdowns. He threw thirty. He threw thirty picks. But I mean, five thousand yards isn't anything to scoff at. You know that that's huge. And he was quarterback four. So it's like no matter how you want to break that down, he was a top five scorer for you. Yeah, the position. And like, and in those years, no one was drafting Jameis Winston either back then. <laughs> right. right. So I mean, go get him. What are you doing? Draft him now. All right. So some things are sexy. Some things aren't quite so sexy. Some of these ADPs we do not like. And don't don't hear what we're not saying. We like the player. Just do not like that ADP. So, Rome, go ahead and tell us about a quarterback that you're absolutely passing on this year. All right. Listen, I've got a, I've got a lot of things going on right now with my feelings about this man. A lot of it stems from coaching and doing what I did for so many years. Look, this Kyler Murray is the man that I have right now that I'm absolutely passing on. And it's not necessarily because of the ADP. He's the fifth quarterback overall. He's the 58th player. So, yes, he is going to be drafted relatively high in drafts. But in my opinion, that's kind of the, that's kind of the sweet spot for quarterbacks, I guess. My, my gripe, my big gripe, and I'm not sure if you guys heard what was going on. I don't know. The whole thing with him not watching video, I just, for the life of me, I can't understand how a player at this level, and I like I get it, he's been all right, 
But could you imagine if he was watching film, he could be so much better. And it just rubs me the wrong way that if you're not watching film, you're not going to continually get better. You're just at the same level and you're going to be there. And the defenses at this at this stage in your career, look, you won the Heisman. He did his fucking little interview and name dropped all the shit that he did. It's like, that's great, Kyler. Congratulations. How'd you do in your fucking playoff game? You got your shit pushed in. Is that what's going to happen down the stretch like it did all last season? This guy was a fucking MVP front runner, right? Like week one through six and dropped off the face of the fucking earth. That team struggled. They were doing really well. And all of a sudden it all falls apart. I just, I've got a gripe with the man, unfortunately. (laughs) It's not necessarily his ADP, but I got a gripe with the man. You you know, I, I kind of agree with you too, but just because over the last, like, season and a half I've just been slowly been less turned on by Kyler Murray and and especially right now getting taken 58th overall for instance players that are getting drafted around Kyler Murray you can get Amari Cooper Brandon Cooks Cortland Sutton Damian Harris I mean you could wait you can even wait another a whole nother round get Dak Prescott Jalen Hurts uh Russell Wilson's even later than that I mean, I would take all of these guys, you know, and, and absolutely, you know, you are you are going to have your peaks and valleys with Kyler Murray, but remember, no, no DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. You know, they they lost Chase Edmonds, so they lost. I don't Kirk. know. Not yeah, Christian Kirk's they, gone. They lost Kirk, but they and they brought in Hollywood. I, look, I'm excited about Hollywood. I think Hollywood is in a good situation. They played together in college. We all know how I feel about that, but still. I don't know if that's enough. If he's not watching film, he's not going to be able to find him downfield. It's just not going to work out you, that way. I think you said it already in a different way, Rome. Is he played and he was doing really good the first half of the season, and then he got a shit pushed in. You know why? Because those other teams were watching film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wasn't. He had no idea. Like they, they, I'm sure they tell him what he's going to do, and I'm sure he watches some film. You know, I don't think he doesn't watch any, but he doesn't. They they felt like he could be doing more, and he's well, not. Well, he just it was so weird that they put it in the contract. I for the life of me, I don't think I've ever seen that ever being put in a contract. And it's like if that's really the case, and you're not watching film, don't you think Kyler would be like, "Well, wait the fuck one minute"? But he didn't. He didn't say that. He, it's quite the opposite, actually. He's done interviews that said, "Hey, I don't want to kill myself watching film." Yada 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 yada. Fuck that. That's not what I want leading my team. That's not what I'm going to give $230.5 million, whatever the fuck he got. Yeah, like 170 guaranteed. You know what, though? Insane. Since you mentioned that, too, Kyler Murray was also a first half of a game quarterback when the the games are scripted. When when it's scripted, he was great. So the first couple series, he's outstanding. Then eventually, second half comes around, defenses make their adjustments, and then Arizona sucks. He was just skating by because... James Conner was, you know, dominating on the running game. Zach Ertz kind of was a godsend to them. And then he had DeAndre Hopkins. But now he doesn't have that big-bodied receiver to throw to. I mean, maybe Trey McBride might be a decent red zone thing. I'm not sure. You know, he's a rookie. Tight end rookies usually don't pan out that well. Zach Ertz is old. Yeah, Hollywood Brown, you know, Hollywood Brown's a stud. But remember, he dropped like three touchdowns against Detroit. So I'm I'm kind of worried about the Arizona offense as a whole, period. 
you know, actually, and then I think I even, I, I might not have been talking to you guys, but I don't remember. But once Kyler got that contract, all I thought to myself was, well, there goes any hopes for Arizona to win a Super Bowl. For real. Yeah. So, all right. That's a, that's a great call right there. Fish, uh, who, who's a quarterback you're absolutely avoiding? Yeah, I'm avoiding this guy. I, I, I've loved him up until now, pretty much. And similar to Rome, my problem is the ADP, or opposite of Rome. My problem is the ADP. And I, that's my problem with Kyler, too. Cause, but Lamar Jackson, he's being drafted as the QB4, going in like the fourth rounds in some leagues. And I think you can get much more value out of a different position. Not necessarily that Lamar's bad, but he lost Brown. And they're going to be, I think for Murray and Lamar both, they're going to be QB1s at the end of fantasy in most most likely just because of their running upside. But I feel like you can get more value at a different position and just grab a quarterback later. You know, I've, I've been very vocal about my feelings with of Lamar. I, I just... It's funny. Everyone finds all these weird metrics that are like, well, he, he was 99% at throwing, you know, when he rolls out to the right and there's like one, it's like, shut the fuck up. He's not a good quarterback. Like you do, you're just he, saying that cause you're racist, but That's it's like, have it you is. not, have you not watched him play? And they design, they design plays to do that. So like those metrics, like they're accurate, but that's, that's cause it's designed to make it easier for him. And as those, like, you know, it just seems like if you watch him play, he's not that good at throwing the ball. No, he's a running back like that he's can just throw. a little slippery thing that squirms its way through the, the field. That's it. He's he's Patrick Mahomes on the Wish app. Because he's, he's athletic, he's fast like Mahomes. Because Mahomes can scramble and, and extend the play. But Mahomes is a much more accurate passer. But like I said, I, I've read all this shit on Twitter going like, oh, Lamar Jackson, he's he completes 77% higher than any quarterback on like this specific throw. It's like, yeah, but he sucks. He's And that's because Mark Andrews is a monster. Yeah, and yeah. this guy can't stay healthy. He's He missed half the season last year. You think it's going to get any better now? Look what happened to Cam Newton. And Cam Newton was a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. You know, Cam Newton just well, I, okay. I'll, I I I pull that back a little bit, but but I mean, but they're okay, similar. Point being though, though, you're right; they're similar. But Cam Newton is six six, like six hundred pounds of muscle, and he fell apart. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is like six three. They claim two twenty or two thirty. That motherfucker is like one ninety. Like, there's no fucking <laughs> way. It reminds me of um, like my brother's really tall, but I remember when he played. In high school, in the program, they listed him at like six six, and he's like, "I'm not six six. Like, he's like, I'm like six two, but fuck it, yeah, that's fine. Call me six six. But like Lamar Jackson, he's 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 talented. I wouldn't mind rostering him. Okay, again, kind of like don't listen to what we're not saying. Like we like these players for the most part, but just these prices are outlandish. Like actually, and that, that leads me into my quarterback that I'm absolutely passing on. It's Josh Allen. He, which, Oh my God, Josh. Allen. No, he is. He's probably the best fantasy quarterback. He's the quarterback one off boards right now. But the thing is, is he's 24th overall. So it means you're getting him at the end of the second round, Fuck but, that. 
No, dude, that is way, that is so fucking expensive. I refused. Uh, other than like a dynasty startup, a two quarterback, or like a super flex league, I do not want a quarterback that early. Because at 24 overall, you could get instead, okay, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, Zeke Elliott, Kyle Pitts, or watch this. So Josh Allen is 24th. Let's say instead you take Leonard Fournette as your running back. You wait to your third round pick and look who's on the board. Justin Herbert, if you still want your early round quarterback. Or fine, you don't want Justin Herbert. So let's say you grab Deontay Johnson, Pittman, Travis Etienne in the third round. And then look, who's here in the fourth round? Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. Or fine, you don't want to go that route. You wait another round to the fifth round. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. My point is, you load up on all these stud positions Instead of a quarterback, and don't get me wrong, I would love to have Josh Allen on all of my fantasy teams, but at a second round pick, that that is way too rich for my blood. Yeah. Now, it, go ahead. I was going to say you're paying a premium for a position where the point differential isn't that much, and losing out on one where the point differential from a first rounder to a second. Like if you get, um, what's his name, Joe Burrow, and the fifth round, fourth round, whatever you said. Um, he's only going to score like a few less points than Josh Allen probably. Like, yeah, I'd say like maybe the 60 points less. But if you get a running back there, or if you miss out on a running back there, the next running back you're going to get is going to score more than 60 points less than the one that you could have got. So let's see. So so Leonard Fournette, he's, he's going at 25. And let's say, so a running back around Leonard Fournette, around if you waited – would be Damian Harris. So if you didn't take Leonard Fournette, then your next running back's Damian Harris. You know, like, and that's a huge drop off. Like, you could lose out on like eighty fantasy points, maybe even more. Yeah, for... you lose out on more by taking the quarterback. Correct. So I mean, now you know if the price. It it depends on price. Like if Josh Allen is available in like end of the third, fourth round, yeah, take him. Fuck like that. That's great value there to get the, the number one fantasy quarterback. I mean, at, at, at any price point you could take, you could justify drafting anybody, but right there at the second round, that is such a premium draft spot that, that, I mean, you, okay. The thing is, if you take a quarterback that early, you have to absolutely hit aces on every pick for like the rest of the draft to, ju- yeah. to make up for that loss of, of bench depth. Plus like running backs get hurt and wide receivers get hurt on a much higher level, you know, or percentage than quarterbacks do, you know? So yeah, it'd be great to have Josh Allen. Cause then you only have to worry about the bye week you know, and that, he's a set it and forget it quarterback. But like I said, fuck I, like to circle back to my smash, dude, I'll take Kirk cousins in the 10th, 11th round where I drafted almost my entire starting lineup to get Kirk cousins you know, than to take Josh Allen and miss out on, on, like I said, you, so your running back went from Leonard Fournette to Damian Harris, you know? So like that, that, that's quite a fall off, right? I, I don't like that at all. Yeah. So, nah. and fish looks like you got one more quarterback. You're absolutely passing on right now. I don't yeah, like it. I, I, I don't necessarily think that it's bad where he's at, but I think he's going to move up. And if he moves up at all, I just don't want to do it. And he could be good. But Trey Lance, he he's a hype train, <laughs> and 
like he's not doing very good. He's doing good running the ball, I guess, in camp, but he's not doing very good throwing yet. I feel like you're just doing it's Lamar Jackson again, but yeah, he's like way later. But depending upon how much he moves up, I mean, I don't know if I want him. People are taking him like right now in like I think like the twelfth round or so. That's all right, but I feel like he's just gonna move up, and I don't feel like he should. Current current ADP know. has him around like the. T- 10th 11th round somewhere around there that's even worse but you know what though get rome's guy Derek carr get my guy Kirk cousins instead y- you know I- i'd feel much more safe with that honestly dude i i i'd probably even take Tua Tagovailoa after trey lance I'm, before trey lance i'm just not i really think san francisco just made a real rash decision here and I think it's gonna backfire on him i don't know i it's just the way i feel about the situation more well, than especially when as a player when, Especially when Jimmy Garoppolo starts the season for them anyways. All right, Rome, why are we wrong? <laughs> it's not that you're wrong. It's not that you're wrong. Look, I've been watching, obviously, I'm a Niner honk. We all know this. I've been watching some film on this guy. And listen, nobody has been a harsher critic than me when it comes to Trey Lance and the 49ers and John fucking Lynch and all that shit. I'm very outspoken about it. Look, I like what I've been seeing. Some of the throws he's been making, guy can throw some dimes, man. I, it looks to me like he's changed up his delivery, which I like. I lo- also like the fact, the very, very plain and simple fact, I like that Kyle Shanahan is his coach and his coordinator. I just feel like he's going to coddle what Lance can do. I didn't necessarily like at all what I saw last year from him. I thought it was dog shit in all honesty. But I think that you, if you groom him, it it's going to be good. The word out of camp, too, is that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't even practicing with the team. They are giving the full, the full reins to Lance, and they're saying, hey, Jimmy, go find yourself a trade partner, and nobody will, so they're probably going to cut him, and they fucked up badly when it comes to that. But, hey, yeah. it, it, it is they what did. it is. But when it comes to Trey Lance, I want to see it first. Now that he's had a full off season to learn it and be in it and understand the offense, they just signed him his boy, right? He got Debo Samuel, which again, I, I'm not so thrilled on him. I, I like the deal. I think it's a great team deal. They gave him a lot of money, but it's only three years. I'm glad he's back. You got Kittle back healthy. Ayuk is looking good. I just think the offense can gel, and if they can, if they can get it done early, I can see it being really, really good long term for Lance but yeah. again I have to see it like I have to I, see I, the I game. think I'm with you there like I'm okay being wrong on Lance I'd rather be wrong and him be good than run the risk of picking him though like I'm no, cool I, with I that feel you. I feel you they should have drafted Mac Jones or Jamar Chase instead. They should have just stayed where they were and taken Mac Jones. You don't fucking trade up. You don't trade the farm for Mac Jones. Let me let me make this clear cuz I don't know if I said <laughs> this on that fucking air, okay? Mac Jones, I liked coming out of college. I think he was a great quarterback, and he fucking would have ran Shanahan's system beautifully. The second they said, actually, guys, we're going to trade up to three, and we're going to give up three first-round picks, and we're going to do all this other bullshit that they did, that's when Mac Jones became uh, not as sexy to me as, no, you don't do that for Mac Jones. You do that for maybe Fields. You do that for maybe... Lance, I, I don't know. I wasn't a big Lance guy, but I was. I would have liked to have heard any name other than Mac Jones that day, so I was happy about that. 
But again, if Mac, if we just stayed at 11 and taken Mac Jones, I think we'd be in a much better place right now. I agree. You said you had some breaking news, Fish? Yeah, it's not football-related, but uh, legendary Vince Scully has passed on. Yeah, I just saw that, too. That's a total no, that's bummer. A bummer. Yeah. Man. I mean, he was like 94, so I mean. Yeah, he lived a good life, man. I'm happy we so, won one World Series before he died. Yeah, yeah. me too. All right, back to football. Because if anybody <laughs> deserved one, it was Vince Scully. It sure was. Absolutely. I mean, it stuck around. Hey, you know, poor one out for Vin Scully. He will be missed. All right, moving on. We're going to talk about some tight ends real quick. So just speaking of dead bodies, let's talk about some tight ends. God, I hate um, this position. It's tough. Tight ends a tough position. You know, you know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. If you can't be great at tight end, then be late. There's some. So you know, we're helping you try to find some value at tight end here. Um, you know, because there's your obvious Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, et cetera, et cetera. But there's also some good value tight ends out there. So, uh, Rome, who are you absolutely smashing at tight end? All right. The first guy I'm absolutely smashing, he's he's way down there on boards, but I think he's in a fucking prime spot. And I'm not even going to try to say his name because I'll butcher it, but Albert O, all right, from Denver. They got themselves a fucking great quarterback finally. I think he's going to step up. Noah Fant's gone. He's got nobody else to block him from stardom. And I think Albert O is going to be amazing. He's the 15th overall tight end, and he's the 144th player ranked. In, that's his ADP. You're going to get him really whenever the hell you want to after the fucking 13th round. He's going to be sitting there. I think his upside is monstrous. It's monstrous. They they love using their tight ends in Denver. They have for a long time. Noah Font was Noah Font was good for a, for a while, and this guy's taken over. And I think he's better than Noah Font. So I just think that him and Russell Wilson is gonna fucking be the creme de la creme right now for the on the cheap baby. Yeah, I dig it. The only thing I'm worried about Russell Wilson doesn't always throw to his tight ends, but he, new offensive system. He's been stuck with Pete Carroll for years. I I think that he'll utilize him. Pretty I mean, well. say that to Will Disley. Like he made Will Disley a career. Dude, Disley had like Luke, twelve Luke touchdowns Wilson. one year. I guess yeah. Russell Wilson probably just never had good tight ends too. No, so. that's exactly that's what it is. I think more than anything. Yeah, you 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 got the corpse of Greg Olson, and you had Will Disley, and was it? Abercrombie Jimmy, or Hollister, was, Jacob Hollister. Was, was Jimmy Graham there for a while? Or am I getting yes. that mistaken? He was there, wasn't he? No, you're right. Yeah, and he's been dead for years, too. Yeah, he was dead. He died before Vin Scully died. Yeah, way before. <laughs> what, too soon? <laughs> Albert O, six foot five, two fifty. I love that in a tight end. Big boy. That's a big boy. All right, Fish, yeah. who's, who's a tight end you're absolutely smashing this year? All right, the first guy I'm going to smash, I got two, spoiler alert. Um, Zach Ertz, he's playing in Arizona without Hopkins for the first six weeks. Um, he's going about the eighth round. I don't mind picking a tight end about that time because you basically filled the rest of your roster already. I think it's a good time to look for a late tight end. Um, he could fall even later in some leagues because he's, he's kind of old, but he's really... All they got at tight end there in Arizona. And I wouldn't say I'm going to move him up or take him over his ADP, but I think he's right about where you want him, and he's a good player to target in that in that range. Hey, getting him in like the 10th, 
ish eleventh round or something like that. Like that that that's some great value right, right. there. I like that. Um, a tight end I'm absolutely smashing right now. I don't even know if it's going to work out. I'm just very interested in him as Gerald Everett. You know, I, I'm obviously a Charger fan, so I'm kind of biased. But I do think Gerald Everett is a hyper-athletic guy. He's super talented. He's had some injuries, which has been kind of – actually, he barely – actually, now I'm looking at his stats, he actually didn't really miss much time at all in his career. He's just been always kind of buried on on the depth chart with, you know, start off his career with the Rams where they had Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Jared Goff's a bad quarterback. You know, and then last year in Seattle, he started off great in in the year early with with Russell Wilson. I was super into it, but then for some reason they seemed to stop throwing to him, and he just kept force feeding the ball to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Then Russell Wilson got hurt. They ended up going with Geno Smith, and Geno Smith. There's a reason why he's been a career backup quarterback, but now he moves to an offense where, I mean, this is probably. I, I think Justin Herbert has the most upside out of all the quarterbacks he's ever played with. It's the best offense he's been on. Yeah, and they're going to throw five, six hundred times this year. You know, and and you know, granted they 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 re-signed Mike Williams, still have Keenan Allen. Uh, been a lot of um, camp murmurs about Josh Palmer, but I mean, look for the tight ends. Tight end has always been a heavily used position for the Chargers over the years with Antonio Gates. And even last year, you know, they would look to Donald Parham. Uh, they would look to Jared Cook, especially in the red zone. Gerald Everett, super athletic, super talented guy. He's currently the tight end 21 off boards. He's getting drafted 164 overall. So he is literally free. You're getting him in like the last, you know, the 15th, 16th rounds of drafts. Like no one's drafting him. So draft him. Like, you know, and fuck it. You're punting the position anyways. Like I said, you know, if you can't be great, then be late. This is this is the prime example because we've talked about this before. If you can't get a Kelsey, Kittle, you know, Waller, Pitts, whatever, all you want is your tight end to get you 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. And Everett could be perfect for that. Agreed. All right, Rome, who else do you like? All right. So the next guy I have, look, this isn't a this isn't an ADP thing for me. This is just a, a gut feeling I have on this kid. Dalton Schultz. I think Dalton Schultz is in a prime situation more so than anything. He is the sixth tight end and he is the his ADP is 63 overall. You're you're probably going to spend out for him, but this is a guy that we were just talking about as look, if you, what what is it that we say? If you, you go great or you go late. Well, this is a guy you go great. I think that you spend out for this guy because look at what else do they have in this on this offense? They're going to run the shit out of the ball, which is again why I don't understand why they hate on Elliott so much. But on top of that, you've got C.D. Lamb as the only wide receiver that they're rocking. You can tell me they're going to put fucking Pollard out there in the slot. Good, go ahead. Listen, they're going to throw the ball to Schultz. The guy has been a fucking stud. He has been a stud since he since he's been on that roster. I mean, how, there's no. Let me just pull up his stats here real quick. What he did last year. Yeah, he, he was booted that one three. guy off the team. Who the fuck was that? Everybody was excited uh, about Jarwin. Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. Jarwin. Yeah, that guy does. I don't even know if he plays in the football anymore. Dalton <laughs> <laughs> Schultz bro. played. Dalton Schultz was like, yeah, my shit, bro. I think Dalton Schultz right. matches kind of Zach Ertz in the. He's right about where you'd expect him to be, but he's a good target at that position. Yeah, but you know what yeah. though? So Dal- Dalton Schultz going at sixty three overall, so he's in like that fifth, sixth round. 
area. But by that point in time, you already got a couple running backs. You got a couple wide receivers. You can only in most leagues, you can only you have to start one tight end. Schultz, you know, he's going to be at the end of the year. He'll probably be a top eight tight end anyways. Yeah, I think that's the floor. I think he has a a ceiling to be the top tight end, really. I don't know. I don't know if that would happen, but I could see like a top three, top five. Yeah, but I mean, but but like you just his floor is probably top eight, you know, and he could he could easily get you 65 and a touchdown every week easily. Exactly. We're talking about a guy that had 104 targets last year. With the roster that they had, which was Cooper, which was Lamb, which was fucking Wilson, all those guys, 104 targets, 78 receptions, 800 yards, and eight touchdowns. Now the only person that he's got to contend with is Lamb and maybe Gallup when he gets back. Other than that, dude, it's fucking, it's the Dalton Schultz show. Plain and simple in my eyes. Great pick. No arguments on my end. Fish, who else are you smashing this year? All right, this guy's, I guess he's kind of a risk, um, but he's young. He's at that point where tight ends start to break out, you know, a couple of seasons in the NFL, and he's not been, he didn't get a full year, he didn't play at all last year, and he didn't get a full year the year before that, and then before that he was a rookie. So it's kind of a dart throw, but Irv Smith, um, everybody's, been excited to see him get a chance, and he finally gets the chance. So we got him at the tight end 14, going 127 overall. It's another like this is another one in the hey if we're gonna, we're gonna wait we're gonna punt it and we're gonna wait maybe like the 12th round 13th round depending upon where he falls in your league. Great player to target. He's the only tight end in in Minnesota. So I mean I know there's a lot of competition around him. But that, that might open up the middle a lot more for him, especially in the red zone. Yeah. Like I said, 50, 50 yards and a touchdown is all you want for your tight end. And, you know, bigger of Smith, man. You know, there's a lot of offseason hype about him last year before he got hurt, too. So th- this could be this could be the year. Yeah. And then and I know he just had he just had thumb surgery today. Yeah, he that did, but said. they're yeah, saying they he, think but he he'll says, make the beginning of the regular season. Right, but yeah. they said he should, barring any setbacks, he should be good to go. Which, but you know what? To touch on that, that may drop him even further down boards. You can get him even. You can get him even later. And yeah. if you have to swoop up a tight end like in the last round, like a like a like an Everett or something to fill a couple of weeks, that's I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're rostering two tight ends for a little bit, but then week three, you pick one and get rid of it, you know? Exactly. And I think this guy is, you're right, he's primed to absolutely break out. I loved him when he first came out, and I think he's finally ready to be a part of this offense, which is going to be just fucking bomb. I think this offense is going to be really good. Now, this one is going to be super desperate. This is like, it's it's 1.55 a.m., bar's about to close, you're trying to get laid. (laughs) You're like, dude, I... Fuck it. Come here, big girl. The one with the missing tooth. I just need to smash something. Hayden Hurst, brand new tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Just two years ago, he was the tight end nine on Atlanta. Last year, he didn't get utilized because he's a little banged up, and they drafted some guy named Kyle Pitts, who became like their de facto wide receiver one. But I mean, just two years ago, 88 targets, 56 catches, 571 yards, six touchdowns. But now he just signed with the Cincinnati Bengals, who just lost C.J. Uzama, 
And like, who are we kidding? Drew Sample is not going to be a thing. But they still have, okay, they still have Jamar Chase, still have T. Higgins, still have Tyler Boyd. But hear me out. That also means that double coverage on Chase, possibly double coverage on Higgins, got to cover Tyler Boyd in the slot. Who's over there in the middle? Especially when they're on the six yard line, going to punch it in. Hayden Hurst right there in the back of the end zone. Like, and again, all you want is 50 yards and a touchdown. Now, you might not get 50 yards from Hayden Hurst, but hey, seven yards but a touchdown? Fuck it. I'll take it from my tight end. And he's getting drafted in the 17th round of drafts right now. He is going virtually undrafted. No one's going to want him. You probably don't even, actually, honestly, you probably don't even have to drop, drive, uh, draft him. You can probably just pick him up week one for waivers if you need to. So fuck it. Maybe don't even draft a tight end. Completely punt the position. And then when week one starts and you actually have to start an eligible roster, drop some fucking wide receiver that you don't care about and pick up uh, Hayden Hurst because he might be something. I, I know tons of mouse defeats in Cincinnati, but. Again, it's an offense that's going to throw five to six hundred times, and but everyone has to focus on all the skill wide receivers, and they got to focus on Joe Mixon, P. Ryan, Chris Evans, whoever's coming out of the backfield. Hayden Hurst is probably going to find a lot of single coverage against a, a linebacker or an undersized strong safety or something, and I think Hayden Hurst might be a really, really sneaky tight end that out there. Joe Burrow proved that he'll hook it to the tight end. And I forget the coach's name, but he proved that he'll design plays for the tight end with Uzama last year. I mean, that guy had huge games. Now, you don't expect a huge game out of him every year, but I could see a, a decent floor for a basically a punt position filled Ooh. spot player. Last year, last year, CJ Uzama, 49 catches, 493 yards, and five touchdowns. I actually wouldn't be that mad about that if that was my tight end that I draft that I picked up on waivers. Or drafted in the last round of my fucking draft because I just needed a body. Right. But I mean, like, if, if you look at the game log last year, now Zama did, he was hurt a little bit, but, you know, week four against Jacksonville, five for 95 and two touchdowns. Against Baltimore, three for 91 and two touchdowns. Detroit, three for 15 and a touchdown. Yeah, like, that, that realistically, like I said, if you can't get a Travis Kelsey or a Mark Andrews, that's all I really want for my tight end. 15 yards and a touchdown, I'll take it. Yeah. The other thing is, if you wanted to go a different route, you can get a different late tight end for week one. He plays Pittsburgh week one, which isn't the most favorable. But then he plays Dallas and then the Jets after that. Like, those aren't that scary of matchups. So you could see what he does and then grab him on waivers probably for free also. He'll probably be on waivers all year. So if you need a bye week filler or just the body, fuck it. Go Hayden Hurst. I, I, I like it. All right. So just like we did with the quarterbacks, there are some players that we actually love their ADP, and there's some guys that we do not like that ADP. We're absolutely passing on these guys. So, Rome, who are we passing on? All right, listen. This is this is a guy that I think I'm, I'm passing on him just simply because of the ADP, and that's Darren Waller. Because I think he's actually he's going to be fucking good. I think the offense as a whole is going to be good, which is why Derek Carr is my smash. This is a reason why Derek Carr is my smash, because they're going to overvalue all of these other guys that are surrounding him. I always want to take the center cog to the wheel, and that's and that's Carr. But when you look at a guy like Waller, who's the fifth tight end and the 45th overall ADP, look, that's, that's too rich for my blood. I'm not trying to take 
that early of a tight end when I can take a guy like Dalton Schultz, who's the sixth tight end, and he's like 20 picks later. To me, that just makes so much more sense. Guys getting drafted around Darren Waller, for example, Jalen Waddell, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, Hollywood Brown, you know, A.J. Dillon, Godwin, Amari Cooper, Cooks, Sutton. I would take probably... Now, I would take all those guys, and then if Waller was available on, like, the turn, yeah, I'll pick up Waller, but... Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but give me all of those skill players before I would take Waller. I, I agree with you on that. Plus, I don't know, like you were kind of saying, though, I mean, he had injury concerns last year. He's had injury concerns most of his career, but now you bring in Devontae Adams, I, I think he's going to lose some of those delicious red zone looks that he was getting. Plus, secretly... Fish's boyfriend, Hunter Renfro, is very dangerous in the red zone. Hunter Renfro is my boyfriend, and I think he'll be just fine this year. I think that <laughs> I agree with everything you guys are saying. Waller is very similar to my tight end fade. We'll get there in a minute. Well, like I said, Waller's going to be great. He'll probably still get 900 yards, 8, 9, 10 touchdowns. But, I mean, if you look at all these valuable wide receivers and a couple running backs that are getting taken around that, I, I, I'd, I'd much rather take, you know, because in a lot of leagues you got to play two, three wide receivers, got to play two, three running backs. You only have to play one tight end. So I would try to load up on running backs, wide receivers, instead of going after the the, the tight end. Fish, who are you fading this year? Yeah, Rome's not going to like me for this one either, but good old George Kittle. Um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, he hasn't played a full season in three years. Granted, the last two years, he's or last year and the year before, he didn't miss very many games at all, and he still did very well. Um, for, it's the same thing with Waller for me. It's I don't want to grab a tight end at this ADP of this caliber. I, if I'm taking a tight end high, it, to me, it's, it's Kelsey or nothing. Um I'm not really a big fan of Kittle, Waller, or uh, Mark Andrews there. And the big thing for Kittle for me is he doesn't get a lot of touchdowns. And I think his quarterback play is going to be worse than previously. And I think that if anything, if the quarterback there does good, he's going to do it on the ground. He's not going to do it through the air. Um, They just get, gave Debo that contract. I just... I'm kind of really fading everybody in San Francisco right now. I really am. Well, uh, George Kittle has a similar ADP to uh, Darren Waller. They're actually getting drafted almost back-to-back. But, I mean, same goes as, as what I just said about Waller. All, all those wide receivers and running backs I just listed, I'd probably take all of them before I would grab Kittle. Yeah, it's like the exact same scenario. Exactly. Just instead yeah. of Darren Waller, it's George Kittle. Uh, tight end, I'm absolutely fading right now. TJ Hawkinson, I just, you know, last year he was hurt a good chunk of the year. Um, He's only had one healthy season to date. Like, he's missed time his rookie year. He had a great year his sophomore year, but then last year he he missed a good chunk of the season. He was the tight end 15, which is nice. But, I mean, a lot of that came from that fucking week one that he had where he had eight for 97 and a touchdown on 11 targets. I mean – so, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at his last year's stats. You know, 11 targets, great. Nine targets, great. But then two. Eight, cool. But then three. Then 11 one week. And then 
one target. Then eight, three, eight. It's just it's too hit and miss with him. He is getting drafted slightly later than Kittle and Waller, but let's see. He is getting he's the tight end seven. He's getting taken about sixty fifth overall. So you're getting him in the fifth this fifth ish sixth round. But I mean, players getting drafted around him. You know, Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, Mike Thomas, Elijah Moore. Right. You know, I might even take one of the quarterbacks. You know, I might take a Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. You know, if you lo- – let's say you went with the, the zero running back strategy or you kind of waited on running back. You know, Cream Hunt, Tony Pollard, they're available around there. Your boyfriend, Hunter Renfro, is available around there. Fuck, I might even take a shot on Juju Smith-Schuster over TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I but agree. Th- that, that that's a very expensive price to pay on a position, you know, because, yeah, you can get Hawkinson – you know, he's he's the tight end seven, but he really isn't. Dallas Goddard, who's going two rounds later, is available after that. Uh, Zach Ertz, your guy who's getting drafted three rounds after Hawkinson's available. So, I mean, you could have drafted three, you know, so two, two run, you know, three players between wide receiver, running back, and grab Zach Ertz later. I'd much rather do that than, than TJ Hawkinson. Again, this is not like a thing, you know, again, don't listen to what we're not saying. Yeah. I would like to roster TJ Hawkinson, but not in the fifth round. That is just that that's stupid to me. I, that's way too too expensive. Agreed. Well, we have talked a lot. We covered a lot. We hope this helps you guys out because you know, like I said, we all know who the studs are. We're we're going through the nitty gritty. We're trying to help you find that deep dive. Like we're we're willing to go un, in the depths that you guys shouldn't have to because it gets very gross down there. Sure but I'm willing shit to get does. Yeah, and I'll get dirty for you guys, because I don't mind, because I love you, and I love this shit. I live for it. But hey, (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. We love you. Thank you for the support. Uh, Get us on social media, Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Email us at FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And we'll be back again soon, guys. Love you. King Josh, Josh the King. Big roll. Fancy fish. Have a good one, y'all.